morning, Kevin. Hello, Mike. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. So me too. What do we want to talk about today? Um, let's talk about books. Books about music. Yeah, you were asking me about them the other day. Yeah. You, well, I know, you know you I, I refer people to books all the time. Yeah, I always. Some people are readers and some aren't. I'm a, you know, I'm. I just happen to be a reader. You know, read book. I'm reading a book every week, pretty much. Well, I know when I've been to your house uh, for music or for to record a podcast, I've noticed that you have many shelves full of books. Uh, most of them, if not all. Uh, referring to music musicians, uh, it's probably it's probably it's probably two thirds music books. But yeah. you know that's that's what I do. Um, and you know I moved you know seven years ago, and boy I, I got rid of probably nine tenths of my books. Oh, uh, you know it's one of these things. Um, I kept the ones that are important to me and that I refer to for with other people. You know. Um, lend them out or whatever. Uh, it's I, I definitely recognize not everyone keeps books, and a lot of people prefer to read them on their um, on their electronic devices. I I haven't made that transition yet. I just like yeah. I just like the feel of the book in my hand and the and the pages there. Um, yeah, although I admit I when I travel, I don't want I don't I like not carrying books with me anymore like I used to. Go on tour, you take two or three books with you, which is a lot of weight. Yeah. I know. Um, in fact, the um, the ebooks obviously are very popular, and um, audiobooks have become extremely popular for people, especially for people who do a lot of driving. One of the things that jazz books often suffer from, books about music in general, is that they're often written by fans of music, but not necessarily fans of writing. So, like, they don't necessarily write very well. Mm-hmm. So we we have a lot of books, especially biographies, that are painful to read through. Yeah. And yet, ironically, some of the best music books I have were written by musicians. And it's kind of a testament to their genius. Um, the autobiography by Duke Ellington, which is called Music is My Mistress, is almost a perfect book. It's it's pithy. It's not short though, and a large portion of the book. Keep in mind, this is an autobiography, right? A large mm-hmm. portion of the book is chapters about his favorite musicians and what he likes about them. You know, a chapter on each of these different musicians, which is an amazingly selfless thing to do for an autobiography. You know, I did a little research for this. Um, this podcast and um, my, my, I kind of got my heart broken <laughs> by finding out more about the author of one of my favorite books. It's a book that was written before most of these health book, these self-help books came out. It's called Zen and the Art of Archery. Um, and it's by this guy. Um, I can never pronounce his name. Eugene Harrigal. Um it came out before any of these other Zen and the art of books. And it's kind of a book that had a, a huge influence on bringing Zen methods to uh, to America 
in particular. I got a lot out of this book. It's a short book, and it describes a different way of learning an art than our Western methods, and it was really helpful. Um, in the book, it's a true story about him working in Japan. Um, he's a, he's German, and um, he's there, and he takes archery lessons to try to learn more about the Japanese culture. Uh, what broke my heart was to find out that he becomes a Nazi, yeah. a dedicated Nazi. And all this time I thought he had moved to America to escape Nazis. And uh, I'm still reeling from finding out about this. I was like, I don't think I can recommend this book to anyone anymore. I don't know. There's got to be a better a better book to recommend. I don't know. It's a it's an odd thing to discover, Mike. And this is a book yeah. I've loved for years. Well, um, my favorite... Um, actually, my favorite book and the one I'm most familiar with about music and musicians is my own novel, <laughs> The Musician. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> which is a good book, yeah. And as I was uh, preparing to write this book or had started working on it, I came across a guy by the name of Don Asher uh, and his book, Notes on a from a battered grand. Uh, I'm pretty sure I recommended that book to you. You did. That's right. That's how I came across it. And I came to find out, I mean, I've read his book and his story was a similar path of the story that I was writing. Uh, it was just in an earlier era, but you know, he played clubs and behind other musicians and, but he was, a writer as well as a musician, as well as a pianist. And in fact, at the end, I think, uh, or towards the end of his career, he became a regular columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle. But he's a, so, so that it's not only a book about, you know, making a career as a musician, but it's a book by someone who is a, a quality writer. Uh, yeah, it's one of these rare books by a great writer about music. Yeah. I, I found out about Don Asher through the autobiography that he helped the jazz pianist Hampton Hawes write, which is called Raise Up Off Me. Um, it, I think it's the best autobiography in jazz in many ways because of it. it's brutally honest and there's no self no no promotion of the self in it. It's mm -hmm. a true story. Hampton Hawes, you know, the elevator pitch is, you know, he's at the height of his career, but has some drug problems and gets arrested with these brand new minimum sentencing for drugs. Like you have a pound of marijuana and you go to jail for 15 years. Right. And he's just about to get hired by Miles Davis in the fifties for this. He ends up going to prison instead. And he, he writes his own, appeal for a pardon letter over and over and over and over. Almost like a scene from Shawshank Redemption where Tim Robbins' character keeps writing a letter over and over until they finally relent. And he, he gets granted a pardon by by, by Kennedy. Um, and he gets out two weeks before Kennedy's assassinated. And he comes out trying to resume his career and realizes all the music has changed and he's been left behind. Boy, it is, it is a poignant read. Mm -hmm. You know, another book that you uh, turned me on to that is 
just hard, I guess is the best way of, of describing it, is uh, Mingus. Oh, yeah, uh, Beneath the Underdog. Yes. I mean, well, what a... Ooh. You, you know, I, I read um, that um, they use this book in um, at Brown University in a literature chat class about mm-hmm. writing because... He, Charles Mingus was famously bipolar, deeply troubled, um, but still beloved. And he knew this. And when he wrote the book, he invented a new type of voice, which I guess scholars call, let me see if I can get this right. They call it um, third person omniscient. So it's like he's talking about himself in the third person but also as an outsider at the same time. Um, and it, he did it on purpose to try to express what it's like to, to, to live with being bipolar. Yes, so that omniscient perspective is being able to look at uh, different, from the inside, at different personalities. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a great book and very, very important musician. Um, you know, books about music are great. I mentioned in our previous, um, I'm going to go through a, a bunch of books real quick, just in case anyone listening or readers. I mentioned in the previous podcast when we were talking about social justice, I talked about this book called Notes and Tones by Art Taylor, which is musician to musician interviews. There's not a lot of books like it. And because Art Taylor was a very famous African-American jazz musician interviewing other very famous jazz musicians. They're really trusting him where they normally wouldn't trust reporters. And uh, you get some really good information in that. I really love this book, which I should have mentioned in the previous episode um, about social justice. It's it's called As Serious As Your Life. It's by a female writer named Valerie Wilmer, who wrote, who is a author primarily, a great writer. She wrote for Rolling Stone, I believe. And this book is talks about the lives of avant-garde jazz musicians in the 60s. But rather than talking about their music, it's talking about how they live their lives and how they pay their bills and why they do music. And a lot of it involves social justice. Um, it's, it's a beautiful book. Um, a book that came out most recently is by the amazing bass player Victor Wooten, who uh, played with Bella Fleck and the Flecktones. He's, he's Nashville-based. He's about my age. He might be younger. And he teaches, and his students have been begging him for years to write a music book. And I understand his reluctance, because when we teach, we, we keep improving our ideas. And every, oh, I see you. Mike's holding up a copy of the book. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> You know, you you know, you don't want to write about your own mentors and misrepresent them. It's just a daunting idea, and his solution is brilliant. The book is presented as fiction. It's the story of a young bass player, and all the mentors who help him learn his journey, and all the parts of the craft that matter. <laughs> However, and some of the characters in this book are mythological, like. Like fantasy, like they they appear in a, a a flurry of smoke and talk about magical properties, 
But every person in the book is an actual person. And of course, the little boy bass player in there is Victor himself. And the book is called The Music Lesson. The Music Lesson. And it's published uh, in, it was published in uh, 2006 first. Yeah, it's pretty recently. Usually I have students bring me in this book by um, Kenny Werner called Effortless Mastery, which is a book about not judging yourself when you create music. It's been very helpful for a lot of students. I've always joked that if I wrote a book, it would be called a Difficult Mediocrity as opposed to Effortless Mastery. <laughs> um, it's a good book. But you know, you know what I found kind of interesting in, in my journey here is um, I've been profound, profoundly influenced by a couple of books that have nothing to do with music at all and yet have directly helped my music playing. Um, number one on that list is going to be a book about creative writing by Brenda Ulan. She lived up until the 80s. She was born in the 1800s. And as, you know, a 30-year-old, she was teaching creative writing during the 20s and 30s. And she wrote this book back then. It's a short book. Um, It's got a premise in it. She starts off with the statement, everyone is talented, everyone's original, and everyone has something to say. And I completely understand and believe it. And she talks throughout this book, not about how to write greatly, but how to write like yourself. Well, that's how to write with authenticity. She's got a chapter called Write Like a Murderer. (laughs) (laughs) The way the book gets written itself is profoundly good. Yeah. That's, uh, by the way, that's sort of a, a misunderstanding of people who try to write. Uh, is they they try to emulate somebody else's style, or they try to sound smarter than they think they are, or whatever. But writing uh, like yourself is the premise for all good writing. As a person who makes his living as a writer, I like to read great writing. I've worked my way through most of the modern library top 100 novels, and uh, so that's that that helps me. I always, so, I so you read people, 50 shades of gray. No, that's not in the 100 <laughs> top. It not, it, at least not in modern library. It's my top one. <laughs> anyway, when I t- talk to people about writing, I uh, always talk, tell them that the, one of the best ways to be, become a better writer is to read good writing. So they're influenced by good writing. So, so some of the books about music, that I like best are also, uh, they might not be written by musicians, but they're also really good writers. Like uh, Frank Conroy's Body and Soul is is a good book. And then there are other books. That's, that that's a fiction book. I know that book. Right. And and there are other novels that are, are not so good. Daisy Jones and the Six. That's a good example of that. There are, many passages in that book that are just not very realistic and obviously trying to be realistic about music and the life of life and music. You know, there were two movies that came out in the last 10 years. I think the the director's name is Damien Giselle. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, but they both have jazz as a part of the movie. One is La La Land 
and the other one is Whiplash, and they're both award-winning films. But I don't know a musician, especially a jazz musician, who can watch that those movies without having their their gut twisted because they're the understanding of how jazz work and and what it is is it's is so contorted um, to not be you know real at all. As a matter of fact, when Whiplash came out, like students applying for jazz college went down. <laughs> it had they're going to come away with bloody hands. It, it had a profoundly negative influence yeah. on jazz education. I mean, that wasn't his intention, the, you know, the author, but, you know, it, it, it's hard to have, it's, it's hard. Music is such a difficult thing. What's that, what's that quote? Um, talking about music is like dancing about architecture. Maybe that's Oscar Wilde. Maybe it's Mark Twain. I don't really know who the quote's from. But talking about music is very difficult, which, of course, writing about music is difficult. And, and it might be one of the reasons that I've gotten so much out of books that weren't about music itself. Have you ever read um, Stephen King's book uh, about writing? Yes. Uh, I, and I'm not a Stephen King fan, but that book is fabulous. I love that book. It's, you know, it's, I'm not really it's, a Stephen King fan it's, either. It's directed at uh, a novice writer. I mean, the, the principles that he discusses are very fundamental. They're, right, right. they're you know, second year English student, uh, college English student. But they're, they're, they're true. They're right. And, of course, he tells his own story about what's going on in his life uh it's a it's an autobiography to a great extent uh, his big accident and recovering from that but i i thought that was i loved that book it felt very real and honest to me you got any other books not about music well i just you know you had you had mentioned um writing about music and musicians is difficult and uh, you know, when I set out, I was convinced that I had to write the story of my years uh, on the road and uh, attempting to make a living in some music. And as a writer, uh, I wanted to do three things with my novel, The Musician. And one of them was to talk about how music is played in a way that would give someone who's not a musician um a sense of of how it is played and the connection that musicians feel with each other while they are playing. Oh, Mike, that's my favorite part about your book. As, as, as you know, you shared me a couple of drafts of it as you were working through it. And it, it is really authentic about, about the music life in a way that the regular person could understand. Regular that people. Was, Musicians are not regular people. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> That's right. People who do not uh, make their living hammering on a keyboard, right? <laughs> I mean, it's funny. When you when you meet people and they find out that you're a professional musician, you get different responses. Sometimes it's it's incredulous. They're like, oh, that's cool. So what do you do for a living? I say, I just told you. <laughs> or they're like, they're like, really? Wow. You, you make a living doing that. It's like they're talking to an alien. And none of it's offensive, really, you know, but it's funny. Yeah. Hey, I've got to mention one last book, just because I think it's funny. And I got a lot out of it. 
Um, sadly, I've never used the book for its actual purpose. The topic it talks about, I, I really should. But it, it's a book called Starting Strength by an author named Mark Ripito. It's it's an older book. It's it's about how to lift weights to build strength. Um, it, it's I don't even know if he's a good writer, but the way he organizes the material and explains exactly how to do this task is so thorough and accurate and directly related to how we should practice music hmm. because he, he explains how you don't just lift weights every day and hope that you're going to build some muscles. And he explains in great detail that, you know, if the first day you lift this much, the next day you need to lift a little more. But then he goes into even more detail into it about how it's basically that in order to build muscle, it's not the work itself, it's measuring and calculating how what you need to do to create the next step. None of it is passive. <laughs> That's exactly what we do when we pray. Even though I don't lift weights, I got so much out of this book that improved my practicing. I even he has little charts in there. I copied some of them. It's it's an odd thing when people ask me which books have helped you musically. I say, well, this book on on lifting muscle. Now you can't see me right now. I don't look like a muscle builder, so <laughs> you know it, it's funny how this works. St Stephen King's book is writing. There's this there's this book by William Zenser called On Writing Well. Right. He is uh, he was um, always get the name right. E. B. Wrights. Um, protege who wrote the um, the elements of grammar that every college student uses, you know, uh, and I was delighted to discover that William Zinser is a huge huge jazz fan. And then, oh, there it is. I'm writing well. Yeah, this um, is a standard. Uh, you know, if you're a writer and you have a library of books that have him have had the most impact on you as a writer. This is a standard, William Zinser. Well, it was just that. exciting to discover that he he's written two other books about music. Um, one of them kind of a documentary about two jazz musicians in the, their, their waning years of life taking a road trip together. And the other one is a, you know, a information book about American popular songs. But both of them were so well written. When I discovered he he loved jazz, I looked and found these books. It was great. So here's a case where you have one of the best writers who knows how to teach writing, writing books about music. That is a, a trifecta that does not happen often. Right. Well, uh, I guess we have to say that the lesson learned today is there are many books, uh, many good books about music and musicians, um, and uh, hopefully some of the suggestions that we've discussed here today are uh, listeners who like to read will pick up on.